0: Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that in each one of our lives, especially, Lord, especially for our young people, that we will get the revelation won't just sing the song or say the words. I pray that each one of us if we've not already received the revelation and embraced the revelation that we've been created to worship you. Born with a purpose placed in the earth in Rock Hill in York Charlotte, Gastonia, Lancaster, Winsborough, Blair, placed in the earth on Windy Road, on Merritt Boulevard. Ooh, Jesus. On whatever street we live on, Whatever community, whatever house of development we're in, whatever school we attend, whatever job we're working on, we've been placed there to give you praise. God, hallelujah. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. St. John. You know I like for the young people on you Sunday to be sitting closer to the front. I don't know why I have to say that every Sunday. I appreciate you all. Yeah. John chapter three. Thank you. You don't, don't have to all sit on the same side. I appreciate you all John chapter 3. Let's let's get it and let's turn there and look with me if you have a Bible on your phone. If you have a Bible, if you don't, just amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, John chapter chapter 3. Hallelujah. I want to read a couple of verses out of here uh, this morning. I want to start at verse number 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Okay. I want to stop right there and say, there was a young person at Tabernacle of Praise on Sunday, April 28th, 29th, 2018. There was a person the person. This person came to Jesus by night and said to him, teacher, we know that you come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And those are Jesus' response. He did not respond to what the man said. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, unless a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless the person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It doesn't say he can't be a member of the church. It says he can't see. He has no revelation. He has no insight into the kingdom (coughs) of God. Okay? I want to go to verse 16 because I don't want to take a long time. And this is a part of this conversation Jesus has with that person at Tabernacle of Praise on Sunday morning, April 29th, 2018. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, the people of the world, but that the people of the world, including people who are at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Amen. Amen. I want to talk from this thought. Jesus, he is worth following. Jesus is worth following. Tell your neighbor, say, friend, standing next to me. Standing next to me. Jesus is worth following. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. And thank you, Lord, that your word will accomplish in our lives all that you desire for it to come, to it to for it to accomplish. Have your way now. Grant a fresh anointing of your spirit that I may minister under your anointing. And through your anointing, I pray that yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Jesus is worth following. Amen. He is worth following. Amen. If he is worth following, that means that there is value in Jesus. Amen. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Um, amen. Oh, (laughs) hey, praise liberty. What do you have on you that is of value to you and why? I need a microphone. This is a part of the message, so don't miss this. Come on up here and tell us. Not this. Is that Canada dry? That's not valuable. You can do it. Oh, okay. All right. Now, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, are of value to me um, they obviously help me see but I think they shape my face well so they're part of my look they make me look very unique yeah. <laughs> they're valuable to yes, you you place are. value on them. Yes, I need them amen praise the Lord Dre what do you have on you that's valuable to you yeah <laughs> we need you to see the camera uh, smile you're on candy camera <laughs> um, I think my phone and my wallet is valuable. <laughs> um, my phone is valuable because I can contact my family off of it, and I think my wallet is valuable because if I, I need it for my license, and my money, cards, and things like that. So yeah. Okay. Um. All right, you place value on those things, right? Amen. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? One more person just jump in and tell me. It can be an adult. What do you have on you that's valuable to you? Why do you place value on that thing? Come on, we got to do this quick. I shouldn't have asked adults. Everybody, talking. Thank you, sir. I have my credit card and my driver's license and my bank card in there. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we understand about placing value on things. Everybody has something that you place value in. It may not be with you today, it may be something at home. It may even be your family. Think about it, children. If it were not for your family, where would you be? Mm, you place value on mama and daddy. Yeah, most of us do, even when we get older, we value our parents. And some of our parents are not here for us to value, but we thank God for them and the things that they've that they've done in our lives. So we understand placing value on things, you know? And that when I talk about placing value, usually we place value on things that are very important to us. There are some things that we have that it just doesn't matter, you know. Um, you know, you you know how you sometimes your parents are on you about the way you take care of your clothes because you're not buying the clothes, so you know, sometimes you just don't you know, you take them off, you throw them down on the floor you, you go play football in your good shoes sometimes you know, uh, I'm not talking about anybody in here, but you know you, you go play outside in your good things, you know, and your parents are like don't you realize that I spent a lot of money on this? Why are you doing this? You know, It doesn't matter to you because you don't place value on it But there's something that you have that you place value on. And when you place value on something, you tend to take care of it. You tend to look out for it. You know, Ebony talked about her eyeglasses. My eyeglasses are valuable. They stay on my eyes except when I'm reading a computer screen and I'm close up to it because I'm nearsighted. But I know where my eyeglasses are. Amen? When I go to bed at night, my eyeglasses are by my nightstand. I told my wife when she just started wearing glasses, I said, you're not an eyeglass wearer, because she would lose her eyeglasses. <laughs> There's no way I can lose my eyeglasses, because I need my eyeglasses to see. All right? I need them. You know, even though I prayed, God, heal me, give me 20-20 vision, God says, I gave you money to buy eyeglasses, now you got 20-20 vision. But you got to take care of them. So I started taking care of my eyeglasses, you know? I found out that I just can't wipe them. I have to rinse them off because I don't want all of the scratches all over them. I have to rinse them off first, and I have, then I use the, the proper cloths to clean them because I, they, I, they're valuable to me. My family is valuable to me. Amen? I love my wife. I love my son. I love my brothers and my sisters. Sometimes my brothers and sisters, we have this group chat. And one of my brothers texted the other day, he said, my goodness, what's wrong with y'all? I opened my phone and there's has 174 messages from you all. We love each other, so we just get on chat and we just start talking. And we, we'll talk about just about anything. We'll laugh together. we pick at each other because we're valuable to each other. I make sure that, 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 that my bills are paid because my family is valuable to me. I make sure that, like I said earlier, the mortgage is paid. The the, uh, the, 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 we make sure the electricity bill is paid, and all the other bills are paid because my family is valuable to me. I even have a couple of life insurance policies because. And a retirement account because if the Lord should take me home, I want my family, I want my wife and my son to be taken care of. I don't want them to have to deal with a house payment once I'm gone, you know. I don't want them to have to deal with a whole lot of other bills once I'm gone, you know. They are valuable to me, so I take care of them. So we know value and we add value to things. Now what we have to think about is Jesus Christ. Is he, is he valuable to you? If he's valuable to you, then he's worth you following. Now, now, why would I bring Jesus into the picture? Wow, Jesus, why not Napoleon Bonaparte? How many of y'all ever heard of Napoleon Bonaparte? Yeah, that's okay. Everybody didn't raise their hands. How many of y'all ever heard of Jesus? 100% of the people in here raise their hands. Give me a name, Brother Kenton, that I may not have heard of. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who George Hurst is. Give me a name, Elder Stowe. (laughs) You better be thinking. (laughs) Give me a name, Minister Smalls. Okay, how many people know C.S. Lewis? Some people never heard of C.S. Lewis. How many people heard of Jesus? One hundred percent of the people in here have heard of Jesus. One hundred percent of the people have heard of Jesus. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has made a greater impact in history than any person who has ever lived on the face of the earth. People all over the world, whether they follow him or whether they don't follow him, know the name Jesus Christ. And so I want to talk about a couple of things this morning. I won't be long, I promise you. I don't know how we got to five minutes to 12, but (laughs) but time waits on no man. So I I, I, I won't be long. I just want to share a couple of things. I want us to really think about this. I want us to think about this. How much value do you place on Jesus in your relationship with Jesus? Okay? Because we put value on a lot of things. And remember the things that we put value on, we tend to take care of. We tend to pay attention to, all right? You know, we tend to embrace. And the things that we put value on influence us. They influence us. Our parents, my my wife and my son, they influence the way I think, you know? Sometimes people think, well, you know, you don't think about young people. Well, I have to because I got a son in my house, and when I talk to him, You know, I have to listen to both sides. I have to listen to him even though he's wrong a lot of times, you know, but I still listen. Even though I may disagree, I still listen because I need to know how he thinks. And I need to know how to address him, you know, because I love him and I want what's best out of life for him. And sometimes when you're young, you don't see things that you ought to see. Just like when I was young... I didn't see things that I should have seen. My parents would say, you know, you shouldn't be hanging around that person. Oh, mama, you just don't want me to have friends. I didn't see what mama saw. Just didn't see it, you know. So, my, you know, and, and, and it's the same way. So, you know, so the things that we value influence us. If there's music that you like, if there is a, if there is a musician, if there is a, an artist that you like, you're going to listen to that artist's music that music is going to influence you it's going to influence you if there's a television personality that you like you're going to listen to that person that's going to influence you it's going to help shape you so that's why we have to be we have to be watchful and in tune to what we're placing value on okay we have to be watchful and in tune to what we're placing value on let me just put a word of warning in here to children okay there's nobody who loves you more than your parents. Don't let anybody fool you and tell you that they love you more than your mom and your daddy loves you, because they don't. They'll lie to you and tell you they do, because they're looking for something, whatever they're looking for, but they don't love you any more than your parents. There are friends that you have that will tell you, disobey your parents. They won't say it like that, but they'll try to get you to do things wrong that your parents, that you know your parents have taught you not to do. Nobody loves you more than your parents. You can go off to college and, you know, you can meet people and they can tell you how wonderful you are. And you come back home and your parents will tell you, listen, you need to sit down because, you know, you're acting real stink right now. <sighs> are you understanding what I'm saying? Young people, older people, old people, y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you say, ah, oh, you know, you get mad at your parents and you wish you could just throw them out the window, you know, and be done with them. I'll be glad when I'm going away from you. Nobody loves you more than your parents love you. They will not always agree. There's no way for us to always agree with you in the way you think and the way you want to do things. No way. Because there's a road that we've walked. There are things that we've learned. There's value that we, many of us, have placed on our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that has influenced the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we live, the way that we believe. Jesus has influenced me more than anybody in this world. I don't know if I have any witnesses in here. Somebody asked me a long time ago, Who is your hero? And I thought about my dad, and I love my daddy. But guess what? Jesus is my hero. Jesus has been my hero for a long time. He has literally influenced the way I think, He has literally influenced the way I live. Amen? I understand people. I understand things. I understand philosophies. But nobody is going to convince me at 63 in a few months, almost to 64 years old, that there's somebody that's better than Jesus Christ. Do I have any witnesses in the house? There's no way. You can't change me now. Amen. So anyway, so we need to think about how we value Jesus. Because I found out. Jesus is worth following. Now, you know, this this can this can get to be can get to be long, but I'm I'm gonna try not f- to keep it long. Because I want us to talk about following for a minute before I talk about value. Who wants to follow me? Who can follow me for a minute? It doesn't matter, young old. You'll follow me? Come on, Seth, and follow me. You'll follow me, right? Okay. Gotta do this fast, though. We're on, we're on, we're on Facebook Live, man. <laughs> you followed me? No, you didn't. No. What? What didn't you do? What you did more than I did. You untied your shoe, and what did you? What else did you do? You tied your shoe and your, your shoelaces how many times? And I tied mine. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, wonderful and that a good follow you know we talk about following Jesus and we say we're following Jesus to follow him means to do what he did to really pay close attention to him and do what he did sometimes we add extra sometimes we subtract right you didn't have a microphone to pick up but you remember I, I laid my microphone down and I picked it back up that's okay we're making a point. You are excellent. Thank you, sir. You got to follow me. So what do you have to tell me? Uh, thank, you, sir. You are, thank you, sir. You are excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that this morning, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Think about following Jesus. Now, in order for me to follow Jesus, I need to know Jesus. I need to pay attention to him. Where is the best place to learn about Jesus? In the Bible. Thank you. I got to study the word. I can't go on what people tell me because sometimes people add and sometimes people take away. So if I study the Bible, if I study Jesus and I really look closely at him, because looking closely at Jesus is important. See, I was watching Seth closely when he Tied his shoes twice. I knew he had to untie his shoes. My my string just came loose because they're kind of long. But, you know, that's, but listen, that's the way he was taught to tie his shoes. I was never taught to double tie my shoes, to only tie them one time. Sometimes we've been taught a particular thing, and we will do what we've been taught, opposed to what the Bible says about Jesus. So we got to come in and we got to get in that word and we got to study that word so that we'll know what it is to follow Jesus. So if, 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 if I know that Christ is valuable, now w- when I say he's valuable, what am I talking about? I'm talking about his person, the way he lived, the way he dealt with people, especially the things that he taught and the relationship to his father that he exemplified. I want to learn that. I want to learn that because if it was valuable to him, it's going to be valuable to me. Let me tell you something about Jesus, okay? Jesus is the most important man that ever lived on the face of the earth. Jesus has has changed more lives than any person Who has ever lived on the face of this earth? Jesus Christ has. Do you realize, do you realize that, I hope I say this right, that history is divided, is separated by Jesus? So you have B.C. and A.D. Wow. I don't know who the greatest human being is that people say has lived, but I tell you what, time is not divided by that person. History is not divided by that person. Have you ever thought about that? B.C., before Christ. A.D. means? It means what? It means in the year of our Lord. Because, remember, remember, Jesus died. He lived for uh, his ministry for 33 years, 33 and a half years. So if didn't meant after his death, you got a whole 33 years that there's no, no date, no time in there. So guess what? Today we live in the year of our Lord, which is wonderful because every year is a year of our Lord. Y'all got that? Are you with me? Okay. So history is divided by Jesus. Jesus has divided history. Before Christ, things happened. But when he was born, he changed history. Changed the world. He changed the world. And he has influenced people's lives. Not only was the Bible written, schools have been established in the name because of Jesus Christ. Hospitals have been established because of Jesus Christ. World governments are built are based many many laws are based on scripture. You know, there are Christian nations in the world that have been influenced by Jesus Christ. But let me tell you why he's important to you because I want to finish this in 5 minutes. Okay. Three things I want to tell you that makes Jesus valuable to me should cause him to be valuable to you. The first point is, he's valuable to me. And we see this as he talks to Nicodemus. And he should be valuable to you. Because Jesus has done what no one else in history has ever been or could ever be able to do. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and mine. You know why he was so so important that he died? He was a sinless sacrifice. He fulfilled God's design for sins being taken away, but Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. So under God's law, the Bible says that death is required for sin. Life is in the blood. Blood has to be shed. Amen? Amen. You kill a a hog, and what do you see? Blood. You kill a bird, cut his neck off, you're going to see some blood. Life is in the blood. Jesus died. Jesus gave his life for our sins. What Jesus points out to Nicodemus was, is that Nicodemus was sinful. What he points out to all of us, when we come to the scriptures and we see the scriptures, we're sinful people. We can't remedy our sin. We cannot remedy our sin. God provided the remedy in Jesus. Jesus paid for your sin, 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 sin, and for my sin. For the sins of the entire world, Jesus has paid the price. He's done what no one else in this world can do. Listen, I can die for my son, but my death will not take away his sin. Won't happen. I don't care how much I love him. My blood, because I am born, I am sinful. I am born in sin and shaped in iniquity. My blood is not perfect. My sacrifice is not perfect. Jesus was sinless and he died for sinners. The sins of the entire world. Nobody else could do that. Nobody else. We got to get this picture. Because sin separates us eternally from God. And guess what? Somebody, how do you spell sin? S-I-N. How do you spell sin? S I N. on. Spell it. S I N. What's the middle letter? I. I everybody say I. I. What's the problem with with, with you? I or me? I want what I want. I want to do it my way. Yeah, yeah. It's about me. Not about you. Folk folk, folk fall out. Marriages break up because it's about the individual, not about God. Families fall out, family, because somebody is saying, it's about me. It's about me. I want my way. You have a little baby. And that baby is crying. Why is the baby crying? Because baby wants to be fed. I want my needs met. And we grow up with that. God says, you're the problem and you can't fix yourself. So I will provide the way so that your sins can be forgiven. Doesn't make you perfect, but when Jesus died for our sins, And now we accept him and the sacrifice that he made for us on Calvary. It brings us into a right relationship with God because we've accepted God's provision. Point number two. All right. Not only did he die, and this is quite important because other people have done good things. Buddha did a lot of good things, right? People still worship Buddha. But I guarantee you, if you can find his grave, you can find his bones. You find Jesus' grave. When those disciples went there that morning and they looked in the grave, what did they find? They found what? The cloth that they had wrapped him in. They didn't find this body. They didn't find this body. Why? They can't produce his bones. Why? Because God raised him from the dead and then he ascended into heaven and he ever lives to make intercession for you and me. Everybody else who died, I guarantee you, they can find some bones, they can find some DNA somewhere. God raised him from the dead so that now because Christ lives and we accept that sacrifice on the cross that he made for us, we accept the atonement, we accept the blood that was shed, the price that was paid, the sacrifice that he made for us. Now we can be in relationship with God. Nobody else could do that. Nobody else can bring you into relationship with God. I can talk to you, Joshua. I can share Jesus with you. But I can't bring you into relationship with God. The Holy Spirit is a part of that process where as the word of God reaches you, then he takes that word and he brings that word alive in your your heart and in your mind, in your spirit and in your mind. And now you say, oh, Oh, that's what this is all about. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior and my Lord because now I see and I understand. Well, five minutes didn't make it. I'm almost at point number three. So now in my relationship with God, I can live a fulfilled life because now in my relationship with God, now the Holy Spirit is a part of the process, so the Holy Spirit is going to start doing something in me. Holy Spirit is going to start stirring up a desire to follow Jesus. He's going to start up in me because now He lives in me. And His place is His work in me is to cause me to love Jesus. Oh, Brother Kenson talked about being distracted this morning. Let me tell you what the devil will do. The devil will distract you from the things of God so that you start losing that desire to want Jesus more. Now remember, I said, I think I said a few minutes ago, I'm born in sin. I have a sin nature. And that sin nature always wants to be satisfied. So if I start feeding that sin nature, it gets strong. It gets strong. It gets strong. It gets stronger. And it gets stronger. And and after a while, that desire that I have for the Lord begins to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Because remember things that we value, we embrace. Things that we value, we take care of. So as I, if I value my relationship with the Lord, I take care of it. I watch out for it. There are things I don't listen to because I value my relationship with the Lord. Now, I'm old enough to listen to stuff and it doesn't really bother me. But I understand that if I listen to things, it gets in my in my subconscious mind. And when I don't need it to come up, the devil will try to bring it back up. You understand me? So then so what I do is I feed my spirit every day. I feed my spirit man throughout the day because I want my spirit man to be, to remain strong. And the Holy Spirit sees my desire. He sees my desire. To embrace Jesus and to love Jesus and to be like Jesus. So now he just magnifies himself in me. Does this make any sense? I'm almost done. What does it start? It starts with me valuing Jesus, knowing that he is worth following. There are a whole lot of people in the world you can follow. You can follow your friends. You can follow your friends. You can do what your friends do, but are they worth it? Ask yourself the question Lord, have mercy. There are some people I've had in my life, they were not worth following. They were not worth following. I went some places I shouldn't have gone, following other people. It wasn't worth it. I almost killed myself one time following people. You know what? I couldn't have put it on the devil. Well, I would have been dead. I couldn't have said anything anyway. <laughs> but it wasn't the devil's full fault because I knew better. He, yeah, he enticed me, but that's his job, to entice me. My job is to know the value and the worth of Christ and to embrace Christ the more. Oop. Last point. This is so important. Jesus is worth following because he made it possible, he made it possible that forgiveness, that salvation and reconciliation. Reconciliation is a big word but you all all are smart kids, smart children. Reconciliation means to be brought back together. Okay, You were separated and reconciliation means that now you're brought back together. So he made it possible that forgiveness, salvation, reconciliation was not dependent on my performance. It was not dependent on my performance. Hmm. All of this was dependent upon what God had already done in him on the cross. So now, I don't have to work so God can be pleased with me. I don't have to work to get salvation. It's already been provided. He he saved me when I wasn't good. Am I talking to anybody in here? Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you have ever done things so that you are acceptable to somebody else? And you felt like you got to keep doing this so that that other person can be pleased with you. Or so that you can be accepted in the group. How many of you have heard of, of, um, of, of people wanting to join a gang and they have to go out and kill somebody? Or they have to go out and rape somebody. They have to do some other foolish thing because they want to be accepted in that gang. There's something that they have to do. The Lord forgave me without requiring me to go and do something. The Lord saved me without requiring me to work to earn my salvation. In every other religion, it is a works-based religion. Now, this may be a little over your head, but I want you to know something that's over your head so you can reach for it, okay? All right. I want the smart people in here to reach. Somebody say, I can reach. Go steady. So then, most, just about every other religion, it's it's works-based. You got to do something. For us us to be forgiven, it's already been taken care of. Now, yes, we have to ask. We have to embrace. But it's not like you got to go out and and, and clean 100 acres of land. You know, you got to come in and wash the church building down. You got to do all of this work. Jesus has taken care of it all for us. It's not based on my performance. Now, Why do you perform, pastor? Why do you do what you do? Because now that I've embraced Jesus and I know that he is worth me following, I want to please him. I want to worship him. I want to serve him. I want to give. I want to help. I want to do like he did because he lives in me and his spirit is in me to live out his life through me. I don't want to walk in disobedience. I want to walk in obedience. So I don't work to get saved. I work because I'm saved. I don't worship to get saved. I worship because I'm saved. I don't love to get saved. I love because I'm saved. Amen? Children, you got to see that Jesus is worth you following. He'll change your life if he's not already done so. He'll change your decision making. He's worth following. He'll change everything about you that needs to be changed. He's worth following. And guess what? Sometimes you can be sleeping, you can go to sleep thinking one thing, and the Holy Spirit is working on you all night long. You wake up in the morning, you have a totally different mindset you wanted to go somewhere and you were upset because your parents said you couldn't go And you, because you, now you want to follow Jesus. Now you, you you see he's worth following. You may not understand your parents, but you have been saved and you're open to the Holy Spirit So you go to bed mad and you wake up the next morning and then now you're happy. You're glad. Oh, mama, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't press that issue. I'm glad you didn't let me go. I understand now. It wasn't because you just came to understand it. The Holy Spirit brought you to understand it. It starts with you knowing and embracing the value of Jesus Christ in your life. Young people, older people, this is not just about us coming to church and listening to a message every Sunday and listening to the singing. It's about knowing the God that we serve, the Savior who gave his life for us, and knowing how valuable and indispensable he is in our lives. I said it earlier and I said it again. Nobody can convince me now to turn my back on Jesus. Yes, I am close to 64 years old. But one day, how old are you, Jasmine? One day I was 13. How old are you, Simone? One day I was nine. You understand? I haven't been in my 60s all of my life. That was a day when I was young. I've seen the hand of God at work in people's lives. I've seen the hand of God at work in my life. I've seen the hand of God at work in my family's life. I've seen miracles, signs, and wonders. I know God is real. I know he's worth following. I don't want to follow anybody else. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. It's a constant process because I have to watch myself. I have to watch my attitude. I have to watch my mouth. If Jesus ties his shoestring one time and I say I'm following him, I can't tie my two. I got to time one because I'm following Jesus. Ah, oh, Pastor, it doesn't take all of that. I told you about true north last week. There's a magnetic, magnetic north and there's a true north. You start off at one point You have to keep recalculating to make sure you stay true north because magnetic north is going to pull you off. You start at one point and you think you're going straight and before you realize it, the road veers. And you can't tell it's turning. With the natural eye, you can't see it. Next time you're riding down the highway, pay attention. You think the road is going straight. And you get on and it starts straight, but after a while, there's a little curve There's a little curve, and it keeps curving. And it might curve back to the left, but it's going to curve back to the right. I'm done. But let me say this. (laughs) So when I'm traveling, you know, and I want to know the distance from the hotel to the airport, I found out on the website, they'll tell you it's like 3.6 miles. But then you read the fine print. How many of you all like to read fine print? And the fine print, it says the distance is calculated on a straight line basis. What does that mean? That means that 3.6 miles may turn into 6.5 miles because they're not going in a straight line. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Because if I'm going to follow Jesus, i got to be that particular. I have to be that exact so that I don't veer off the path. I won't be that. I won't be that way if Jesus is not valuable to me. Because if I don't value him, then I allow stuff in my life. Oh, it's okay. That's okay to do that. That's okay. I can cuss you out. That's okay. I can slip away. That's okay. I can talk about that person. That's okay, because I don't value Jesus. I don't really value him. I'm not really following him. I'm not saying that we don't make mistakes. But I'm saying that when we value Jesus, if we sin, we come back to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. If we sin, we confess our sins.